everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from smoggy Salt Lake. It's Salt Lake City. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't have to say the city part if I don't want to. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're going to be talking about art and religion and boundaries and yeah. what's acceptable, not acceptable. What What is okay to do in art? Hint, it's all okay, but we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> Yeesh! <laughs> Giving it away. No, there's details. There's, there's things. There there's stuff things. that people have done. Oh, people. That are wonderful examples of... Of pissing people off? Piss, mainly pissing people <laughs> mainly, off. Mainly pissing people off. <laughs> if your art don't piss nobody off, is it art at all? I don't know. I say... Yeah. Yeah, it can be. Sure. Yeah. Art doesn't have to piss anybody off. Mm, but yeah. it can. It can. Sure can. can. All right, Dan. Yeah, what? Um, I have the story of a uh, a town in the UK. Ooh, fancy. That um, Is it a village? It is a village. Can we call it a village? It's actually a, a story of one of their churches. Okay. In the town. It's called the International Church. Oh, um, and they, the, it's this little independent thing and they, somebody came up with the idea, Hey, let's do a big, let's do a big show. Oh, great. Right. Like let's, sure. let's have a show. Let's, let's put on, let's put on a musical. Oh, they always want to right? do that. Uh, let's tell the story of Adam and Eve through song, dance, acting, <laughs> and oh. story. Oh, I hope this is going where you're telling, where, where I think it might be going. So the the whole concept just starts to build, yeah, and snowball. Sure, uh, it turns into an arena sized show. What? <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, they <laughs> they hire uh, like uh, stars. Oh my! Uh, such as tenor uh, Russell Watson. I don't know who that is. No, me neither. Might mean something we're, to you. We're not up on our British tenors. Yeah, exactly. And West End actor Carrie Ellis oh. were brought on board. Uh, there was a cast list of 30 people. Wow. Uh, they had uh, equity. This was all equity, uh, like actors' equity type stuff. You sure, know, the, the, sure. The, the unions. They're going they're working pro. working agents. They're, they're doing pro. They're paying everybody. Sure. You know, rate and maybe then some. Well, I mean, um, if it's anything like here, yeah, the, the the number of seats in your house are kind of what determine things. So if you're doing a stadium, yeah, woo, they're paying bucks, paying a lot. Well, in addition to going 2.6 million pounds in debt, <laughs> okay, they somehow squeezed 500 thousand pounds out of their not very wealthy parishioners jeez uh, they uh i mean well actually more than that to be honest um because please tell me that this is just uh, one of those no but yes it's it's half a half a million pounds uh <laughs> collectively between everyone uh so former churchgoer uh yasika oakley 34 said her family donated thousands of dollars toward the church's project yeah um if uh Let's see. There was also the story of an 80-year-old woman, Audrey Baradol, 
Um, she was asked to take 3,000 pounds of savings oh, God. out and give it to the church. They actually drove her to the bank. Oh, my God. In order to facilitate this. Of course they did. Um, there was a, let's see, somebody somebody lost their home because they uh, <sighs> they basically mortgaged their home to give uh, all the money to the church so they could do this big show. Right. Well, so basically this is a, one of those classic examples of a religious group like was probably one religious leader being too big for his britches Mm -hmm. and thinking oh i can totally do this this is nobody's thought of this before Mm -hmm. i am going to blow everyone's mind and make a fortune at the same time but they didn't involve any professional like theater people no right on the production side, on the behind the scenes, on the right. business side, right, right. No, they hired the the, the on stage talent, right, because um, they can. That's what they can see is right. the big thing, and they think, well, these things, there's, it's what? just how hard could it be? How hard could it be? <laughs> it's a no brainer. A, it's super easy to produce a, a show, and B, uh, oh, everybody, so everybody will come. Yeah. Nobody's ever produced a show about Adam and Eve before. Right. Um, <laughs> so, apparently, uh, the whole thing fell apart three weeks before Curtain Call. Oh! Um, just absolutely just fell apart. They had been They had been throwing money at this thing. Uh-huh. I, I want to know who loaned them the money for this, because that is a sh- stupid-ass loan. <laughs> I know. But, like, wait, what was the name of the town? Uh, let, me, let me pull it up. Let me pull it. Let's see. Where are we? <laughs> um, uh, anyway. I don't know the name it of the town. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, oh, uh, the village of Mansfield Woodhouse. Oh, my. Well, clearly known for their... Uh, their major stadium right. productions well it was uh it was booked uh to go on a six-month tour uh-huh. um and it was going to be at venues uh, across the country including wembley arena and uh the motor point arenas in nottingham and cardiff wow so i mean these people they were they were going for it and then and then it just didn't go and then it fell the fuck apart wow like they how just much, they just ran out of money. How much you so, want to bet he paid himself? Whoever this whoever uh, this right. guy is, yeah. he got paid. <laughs> Probably. Well, I'm executive producer. Of course mm. I'm going to get paid. Yeah. I guarantee it. Well, they have said they are sorry. So oh, that's, that's nice of them to say <laughs> that they're sorry. Guess who gets their money back? The no banks. One. Oh, the well. Yeah. Guess who doesn't get their money back? These poor people. These suckers. Yeah. Okay. I know. That's really sad. That's really sad. Uh, well, I'm going to cheer us up then. Please do. Uh, the With a story, this... Basically, uh, this story is kind of on the fringes of our general subject matter because it doesn't technically involve a religion. Oh. What it involves okay. is woo. And you oh. and I will report on woo occasionally. And this yeah. is... Because it gets religious, you know what I'm saying? Like, if a lot of times, people's belief in their own brand of woo, whatever mm-hmm. it is, what you know, whatever they latch onto, is 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 might as well be religious because they won't, they don't care about what any experts in feel in any fields say. 
They just believe this thing. Well, uh, a, a gentleman going by the name of, uh, what's his name? Young. Robert, is it Robert Young? Robert Bob. O. Young. Bob, Bob, oh, okay. Uh, who, uh, who basically has founded an empire based on telling people that all of their health problems are associated with the acidity of their body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's you, true. You may have heard this. No, no, no. Yeah, it's... it's I've, uh, he wrote... That's a, that's a real thing. Wrote the book, The PH Miracle. Balance uh-huh. uh-huh. your diet, reclaim your health. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you don't, you don't want to be too acidic. No. You don't want to be too basic. Oh, well, he's all about an alkaline diet. Oh, is he? All about an alkaline See, diet. I'm more about balance. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm. No, no. You want to mm. be uh you want to take it all the way down oh. apparently. Uh well, this leads as all of these claims do. You know, it it doesn't matter if you're into kale or if you're into fucking mm, I love kale. <laughs> whatever the like the hip thing, some sort of you know, young living herbal supplement replacement, whatever, blah blah blah. It whatever you're into, eventually someone's going to claim it cures your cancer. Oh no, yeah, no, I believe that. Well, uh, one Don Kaylee, Callie, I don't know how you say it. Uh, in 2015, I was a cancer patient in the, in San Diego County, or or at least that's where she sued. She was a cancer mm. patient. She was told. That if she just followed this guy's plan, mm-hmm. cancer will go away. Uh, and so she did follow this guy's plan. Uh-oh. And now she has stage four cancer and oh, God. months to live. No. Uh, so oh. she sued. Good. Because she should. Uh, she, you know, she's got kids to feed. Uh, well, he's making health she's, promises. She's got four children. And, uh, and she was, yes. And in this case, the good news is the lawsuit uh, sh- they found in her favor. Oh, good. And she was awarded uh, $105 million. Holy crap. <laughs> Which, damn. Wow. Yeah. That's, that is not a small sum of money. Wow. Yeah. So- Which was more than she asked for. Right, but the uh, the jury wanted to send a message. Apparently, good. Yeah, yeah. These 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 charlatans out there. I mean, they're they're just modern day snake oil cells. Yeah, it's amazing right. to me that we still uh, that we still have this, mm-hmm. but it is a rampant thing. Yeah. And boy, once somebody latches on, I've got people. You know, I got friends, good friends, not good friends, friends though, people right. that I like on my right. Facebook feed, who are constantly like. Shilling something like this. Oh, absolutely. Some of the nicest, best people out there, yeah. right, have just fallen for, you know, somebody's weird claim. I somebody mean, will be like, this is half the economy of Utah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Because, it's, because it's we do have by multi-level marketing companies. Right. Companies that claim. Dubious claims. Yeah, exactly. USANA and yeah. Young Living and all these, all these companies that have... Uh, Either essential oils that are going to save you. Some crazy-ass fruit from Tahiti. Right, exactly. Right, that tastes like baby vomit. Right. I don't know what baby vomit tastes like. Yes, you assume. do. You've, um, you've tried it. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you didn't just pull that out of thin air. But, like, yeah, all of these things that make... Well, first of all, they don't make 
any claims. They're very careful. The companies are oh, generally right. very careful right, not right, right. to make any claims of right. any kind of health thing. But whoever's selling them sure does. Right. And it's like, you know what? Uh, and then, yeah, you see the post on Facebook and it's uh-huh. like, don't trust big pharma. Right. Don't take no. a chemical. No. Eat this thing. Yeah. Eat my magnesium supplement. Yeah. We're talking. Don't eat chemicals. No. Eat magnesium. There you go. Eat, eat whatever. Right. Um, yeah, I know. Like, it's it's disturbing. I'm really glad that this jury went that direction. Yeah. So my hope is that this will put send a, mm. sh- a wave of terror. That poor woman, though. Yeah. How long before she realized that she was duped? Does the story doesn't really go into that? Uh, but she filed. She filed the. Uh... Does it say what stage she was when she started? Like, was she essentially, if she had gone through a, a traditional medical uh, course of action, right? She'd gone to her local cancer treatment center. Yeah. Did it, she actually stand a chance? Uh, I believe she did. Oh, I think that's God. the whole point, is that uh, she had been advised to to do chemotherapy yeah. and traditional treatments. And that's hard to hear. That's hard. Like, somebody says... You're going to, we're going to have to make you very, very, very sick and you're going to be miserable before, in order to save your life. Right. Right. Like that's a hard thing to hear. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, chemo is, it's like a blunt instrument. Yeah. You're using a club to try and beat this thing out of yourself. It works. But it works. Yeah. And it's the only thing that works in a lot of cases. Yeah. Ah, so far. Well, there's my, the thing my dad was on. Yeah. Magic. He was on uh, magic. Well, you talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> the priesthood blessing is what pushed him over. Yeah. But he's 100% cured. Well, that's good. From stage four cancer. Great. Yeah, anyway. that's amazing. All right. Um, what do you got? I have a, uh, a little story about uh, an American hate group. Oh, I hate those. I do, too. We should start a group about it. <laughs> Uh, this is the uh, the Liberty Council. Oh yes, um, it's an evangelical nonprofit that opposes gay rights. Uh, specifically, uh, it's on the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center's uh, hate group. Yeah, list. opposing gay rights is a good way to get on that list. Yeah. Um, so there was a bill that passed the Senate about. Oh, sometime last month, back in December. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's a, uh, I don't know, did, I didn't even hear about this. It was the Justice for Victims of Lynching Act. Oh, wow. Um, the, the sponsors um, of the, the, the bill, um, let's see, the, the, th- the Senate's three black members. So uh, Cory Booker, uh, Kamala Harris, and Tim Scott, um, they introduced the bill last June. Okay. Uh, they included language um, to make lynchings a federal crime um, ba- if, if the, 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 the crime was motiv- – if the lynchings were motivated by victims' actual or perceived religion, national origin, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability. So they, they cast a wide net with this yeah. law um, in order to 
address the horrid, off, awful uh, act of, of of lynching minority groups as a as a you know as a thing as a yeah, and it's a it's not just they're not just killing the person; they're also trying to inti- intimidate the community, right? Um, and that's yeah, that's what separates a this kind of hate crime from just sort of a mur- a murder of passion right. or whatever. Well. The, these people at the Liberty Council don't like the idea that the bill included LGBTQ people. Yeah. That's just terrible. Well, why can't we kill a gay? Well, we want to be able to lynch them. Wait, like, why should that be? I Look, I get we can't kill a black, but why can't we kill a gay? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, there, so the this is uh, someone from... Uh, this group, uh, the old saying, this is what he has to say. The old saying is once that camel gets the nose in the tent, you can't stop them from coming the rest of the way in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What we don't want is, is the LGBTQ community getting their nose in the not being hate crimed tent. I know. Then they'll just, uh, then they'll just assume that they can, that, that they have the right not to be hate crimed in general. Uh Yeah. This is just disgusting. Get your nose out of the tent, Frank. <laughs> oh my! Get your, I'm already in the tent. The law passed. Get your camel nose out out of my Actually, tent. Actually, I, I don't know if it, it's law or anything yet, but like, um, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, great Liberty that, Council. That's out there. Liberty Council suing over that. Thanks. Or no, guys. they're act, they're not suing. They're asking uh, for a bill to be passed that would. Uh, take that uh, they would remove the bill's sexual orientation and gender identity language um and wow. there was the other thing what oh, a hill to die on what they, an awesome hill to die on oh yeah they've also encouraged congress back in november to remove language um about sexual orientation gender identity uh discrimination from the the that most recent trade agreement with mexico and canada apparently there was some stuff in there <laughs> about that yeah. and they, they don't like that either like yeah you know what like i guarantee that was canada's edition canada was like hey <laughs> let's uh let's throw in some protections for the for the gay folk eh? and the whole thing went through yeah and now they're all pissed off about it yeah they are livid Horrible. what is with this rights for people who want to have sex different than me i know i don't get it I don't know. no good right. well in the fine tradition that i've established on this particular episode of the show I'm going to yum your yuck again once more by uh, by giving good news <laughs> to all your bad news. Great. No, Thanks. really, I'm being serious. Okay. Uh, so I'm. This is a story about. Um, so, the United Methodist Church. Uh, they have a. Uh, they 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 have called an emergency meeting. Not an emergency meeting. They've called a, a big meeting. <laughs> To discuss uh, the 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 national church's view on uh, inclusion of LGBTQ Christians. Oh, uh, the Methodists. They, the Methodists. Uh, they have been sort of, you know, going back and forth, back and forth on on what to do. Hmm. Um, and they're going to have a, a a big meeting about it, and the a group of. Uh, the na- of presidents of the Methodist colleges right. in the country have all signed a letter. Oh, uh, saying calling for full enfranchisement 
of of the of the gay folk. No. Uh, here, I'll I'll read you the language. This is from a three paragraph statement, uh, unanimously approved uh, in a vote by the National Association of Schools and Colleges of the United Methodist Church. They say. We call upon the leaders of the United Methodist Church at this 2019 called General Conference mm. to honor the past and current practices of inclusion. <laughs> I guess they've been inclusive. I don't know. <laughs> it strikes me as funny. Um, <laughs> by amending their policies and practices to affirm full inclusion in the life and ministry of the United Methodist Church of all persons, regardless of their race, ethnicity, creed, national origin, gender, gender identity slash expression, or sexual orientation. Whoa. They went the whole enchilada. Yeah, they did. So there you go. I don't know how that will come about. Like, you know, does that necessarily mean that that's how they'll vote? No. Right. But. But this is, this is, they are, they're discussing it. Yeah. 93 affiliated schools serving more than 260,000. They, uh, they affirmed that all of the schools themselves honor, uh, all students of, and, and professors of all gender orientations, sexualities, etc. Interesting. The Methodists. The Methodists. So there you go. The special session oh. is called for, uh, late February in St. Louis. Nice. And uh, and who knows? Maybe well maybe they'll actually, uh, you know, have gay clergy and and honor gay marriages, which is not something that they do. But maybe they will. Maybe they will. They're, this is this is meant to settle it once and for all. I think they're going to have an arm wrestling thing. So there, wow. There there is there is method in their madness. Oh, because they're Methodists. <laughs> See what you did. See what you did. All right, Dan. Yeah. Um there there there's a there's something that people do when they go to Rome. Okay. Um you, there's a, there's an old tradition. You go to the Trevi Fountain. Yeah. And you throw and you pee in it. <laughs> no, that'd be disgusting. Oh. You throw a coin over your shoulder back, oh, backward sure. into the fountain. Right. And this is it it, it, it it means that you will be able to visit the city. You you'll visit the city again. Oh, okay. It's not about making a wish. No, I don't know if people go and make a wish or not. But the the tradition is is that this will this will guarantee your return back to the city. Sure. Some sometime in the future. Worked for you. Yeah, I went back. Um, so uh, the fountain collects up about um a one and a half million euros. Every year. Holy shit. <laughs> People want to go back to that city. Yeah. Well, I mean, you go to the, you go to this spot. Right. It's a huge fountain. Right? It's, it's a beautiful a, giant fountain in a tiny little square. And it's got right? like a, but it's got like a big basin, an, an amphitheater huge. facing it sort of thing. Yeah. It's like a big, and it's got a huge pool. Yeah. Right. That fills probably half the, 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 the square. Sure. Right. And people gather around. It's super tight. You get your, you have your picture taken. You throw in your, your coin over your shoulder. Sure, you sure. Well, um, this money, I don't know how many people ever stop to think, whatever happens to that money? Right. Right? Like every once in a while I'll see a, a, a fountain or whatever and, and, uh, and be like, where does that money go? What is going on there? Where do you think the money has traditionally gone? For the Trevi? Yeah. 
I'm going to say the church. I'm just going to say uh, the Catholic Church owns it. Uh, the city owns it. Oh, okay. But the city has traditionally donated the money to Catholic charities. Okay, sure. Right? Um, it in, seems right for Rome. Right. To the tune of a million and a half euros every year. Amazing. Right? Uh, the uh, mayor and city council have approved a change to oh. redirect those funds oh. uh, to pay for uh, basically just roads. Because their so roads much are in more such terrible shape, right? Right. Um, and uh, and and but obviously there's been serious outcry. Yeah. Uh, well, and you obviously know, Catholic Charities is pissed. The tourists who are coming there use the roads. Uh huh. This is all tourist money. Right. It seems l- smart. Right. Um, I would say that the tourists. Uh, I don't know, like money going to charity versus money going to roads who knows how tourists might feel about that shift yeah. i don't know yeah um i do think though that it's if it is the, the the city's money then the city should be able to use it uh however it sees fit especially right. when their roads are completely falling apart <laughs> um but um yeah so now catholic charities has started a uh an online campaign basically trying to shame the city mm. because they want their fucking money. Right. That's our money. Right. Because um, if there's one thing we know about Catholicism, they don't have enough money. Not enough. There's just never not, enough. There's just not enough money. Right. Not everything is decked out in gold yet <laughs> in Rome. No, I know. I know. Uh, let's see. the The fountain is like it's like three hundred years old. Uh, you, if you if you like classic movies, maybe you've uh, seen uh, Three Coins in a, in the Fountain three from the nineteen fifties. Yeah, uh, a little romantic comedy. Yeah. Uh, there was also an Italian film that's really quite famous, uh, La Dolce Vita, mm-hmm. um, and that's when uh, the actress famously wades through the fountain. It's, Screaming out and collects a million dollars worth of coins. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I wonder how often they go scooping through there. And they must leave, they probably leave enough. Right. So that, you know, it encourages more. Yeah. Do they they collect like daily, nightly? They must be in there like once a week. At least. If there's a million dollars of coins a year, they. They got to be collecting that daily. Well, well yeah, okay, or or every other day or something. Let's 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 take a look real You're quick. Ch- oh, we're I gonna run the, the math later out. Yeah. We're gonna run the figures, people. Yeah, we didn't we didn't so, plan ahead. A million and by th- a, a, a million, million point. Uh, they get over four thousand dollars or four thousand euro a day. day. Forty one hundred euro every day. They got to clean it out every day. They've yeah probably twice a day. Otherwise, like. You would think that like there'd be more there'd be more coin than water. Holy crap! Well, and otherwise, like people poor would come through and collect up their own. Well, sure, and they probably do, and there's plenty to go around. I wonder, like they must send out like an armored vehicle. Yeah, I bet. I bet like Brinks shows up and if, with with a shovel. Yeah. If this were if this were in the U.S., they would there would be a campaign to try and just put it into a box instead of into the fountain. <laughs> just put it over here. Uh, well, there you go. How romantic. 
Throw, oh. Throwing coins in the fountain <laughs> for the roads. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take us uh, for, for our last little thing to Moscow. Ooh. Where, as you know, we have reported this before. Uh, there's been a crackdown on religion. Uh, specifically, there was one religion that back in... When was that? It was back in 2017. Okay. Uh, the Russian Supreme Court decided that one there was a sp- particular faith group. Uh-huh. Extremists. Oh, no. Extremists so bad that they became on par... Basically, uh, with with the ruling from the Supreme Court, uh, they were basically placed on a par with like Islamic State. Oh my God! Uh, and wow. like neo Nazis. Okay, the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> I don't know if you remember us reporting that, but yes, the J Dubs. Oh no, they're just annoying. They don't do any like what ex- harm do they? Extremists. I mean, there's that whole, like, they jeopardize their members' health by, like, not letting them get blood transfusions and weird shit like that. But, like, they're harmless. They just go door to door. So back they're in annoying. T- back in 2016, uh, legislation was approved by one Vladimir Putin uh, <laughs> and, and the, uh, the, the rest of the legislature uh-huh. uh, to, that outlawed uh, missionary work by, like, Mormons, Baptists, that sort of thing. Right. But, I mean, that tends to be different because the way that the Mormons and the Baptists do it, they send people from one country into another country. Correct. Whereas with the J-dubs, they go to, they go, they go to their own neighborhoods. They bother the people in their own hood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's a little bit different. So anyway, that was outlawed too. (laughs) And they've been uh, scooping up J-dubs and putting them in jail. Oh, my um, God. Pulling people out of their homes at times. Oh, my God. Sometimes with uh, FSB agents with the uh, the police oh snatching people up. Wow. So, uh, so recently, just in the last little bit, uh, Vladimir himself, uh, Mr. Putin, had an interesting quote, uh, which was basically that he uh, he didn't know why they were persecuting Jehovah's Witnesses and... They're just other Christians. Somebody should look into that. What? Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is pretty funny. He, it's basically, here's what he said. Quote, Jehovah's Witnesses are Christians too. I don't quite understand why they are persecuted. So this should be looked into. This must be done. He's claiming he didn't know about it. Interesting. Which is funny because uh, a couple years ago, when uh, Angela Merkel from Germany... Uh-huh. Uh came in and talked to them. He basically she basically he said to like brought up the subject to him to his face a couple years ago. Oh, he wow. knows about it. Of right. course he does. Of course he does. Right. But uh but yeah, he played oh, it off like wow. I don't know why they're being, you know, they're they're fine. So anyway, <laughs> uh apparently there's a lot of hope now that some of these people will be released from prison. Because, like, these people are going to, like, they're, they could go to jail for 10 years. And Russian jail, I'm imagining, you don't want to go to. Gulag. But they, they're going, gulags. they're going to, for, like, ten, up to 10 years or more for the crime of what? Of going door to door. Being and, really annoying. Of being annoying. Being really annoying, Dan. Distributing 
propaganda pamphlets. Being annoying and self-righteous. Yeah, but everybody <laughs> does that. I wish that were a crime. Wouldn't oh, that be nice? That would be a great crime, yeah. Ugh. Oh, they're stupid little packets. They're the pamphlets. Oh, Ugh. my God. They're just so ridiculous. But so harmless. Harmless. So harmless. At the end of the day, completely harmless. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah. Patriarch Kirill, uh, who's the head of the Russian Orthodox Church, has not commented on the crackdown, um, but um, as but senior officials of the church uh, basically have have said that the the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, manipulate sen- people's senses and destroy minds and families. What? I got news for you, kiddo. That's what religions do. They manipulate <laughs> brains. That's all they do. Oh no. So. Well, if you would like to manipulate our brains, you can do so, uh, friends, by writing into us, podcast at podcast at podcast at, at podcast. podcast. Wow. Keep, just keep going until you come back around to it. And then uh, delete all that and just write to podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. Sure. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. Click that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join. Uh, it is a closed group, but we will let you in. Check us out on Reddit and Twitter. Why not? Sure. Uh, thank God I'm Atheist is the handle on both those. Hey, Dan. Yes, sir. Uh, Mark Taylor. Yeah, he's the the fireman prophet. He's the right? prophet. He's uh, yeah. he's the one that that they made that movie about. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, they made a they which one? Liberty but, University, I think, made a made a whole movie about him. No way. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's a real kook. He, um, he. Uh, I believe the word you're looking for is prophet of God. <laughs> he is a prophet of God. Yeah, no, clearly, clearly not. Um, (laughs) However, how dare you? (laughs) He has something to say about, well, I mean, he's one of these people he really wants to see, like, Clinton locked up. Oh, yeah. Lock her up. Well, here's the thing. He's not just a conspiracy theorist. Mm. His conspiracies come from Jesus. So he knows what's actually going to be happening (laughs) He's got, at one point in this clip, he holds up, you won't see it because this is an audio format, but he holds up what looks like a sort of fake leather binder Mm. of prophecy. Oh, yeah. In which he has written down what the Lord, what, and there's one point, don't miss this moment where he says, I, I mean, Jesus told me. I, I I told me there's this moment where I say I mean where God says yeah anyway let's listen wow. to what he okay, has to say here we go we're gonna have civil unrest whether we like it or not so exactly. that, that, that's coming that's coming it's just a matter of how bad is it going to be you know they're, they're trying to educate people at what's coming uh, if you notice on Fox the other night they played uh, something about the Clintons and and you know yep. they're all their stuff that was going on, that's been going on for years. Now, why are they doing that? Why all of a sudden would Fox do that? It's because simple fact is is they're trying to prepare the people for what's coming. They're trying to educate people that these are criminals. These guys are not patriots. 
They've committed treasonous acts, and they're going to go down. Now, we've got to be careful how we do it. There's a fine line, like you said, because the civil unrest could get really bad, and it turns into a civil war, which is what we don't want, because you don't want someone like the UN or you want some other foreign country coming here and invading us right in the middle of a civil war. So this is where we've got to be careful. But the bottom line is this. I got this folder right here. It's full of prophetic words that, that God has given me. They're God's words. I, I give all the glory to God for it, the Lord Jesus himself. But the Lord said justice is coming. This is what people have to stand on. Justice is coming. I have said in there that the Clintons were going to go down, or God has said that the Clintons were going to go down. Obama was going to go down. It doesn't matter how long it takes. The bottom line is it has been spoken. It has been decreed. It's done and over with. It's already happened in the spirit. Now it just has to manifest in the natural. So people just need to sit back and relax and get your popcorn. Watch the show, folks. Get your popcorn, Frank. Oh, my. Well, yeah, because it's it's going to be quite the show. It will be quite the show. You know, if the Christians are right about half the shit that they like, <laughs> like to talk about, it is going to be quite the show. I keep waiting. I I keep having to throw away popcorn <laughs> every night. I keep popping it. Pop it. I'm like, ready. Mm-hmm. And then they keep not arresting the people that are supposed to get What arrested. you should do, Dan, is you should get one of those big bags that they yeah. have at the store. It's mm-hmm. all sealed up. Mm-hmm. It's pre-popped popcorn. Yeah. Right? It's just not as and good. And you just keep it tucked away. Yeah. And then when... Armageddon starts or <laughs> the rapture has happened. You can just be like, um, nom, 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 nom. oh, this is fun. I just, I, you know, it is interesting to me. I, I do not have a whiteboard big enough to figure out why the fuck these people are still so focused on Hillary and Obama and all of these sort of now basically irrelevant figures. Right. Except that they can't be irrelevant because these guys already made too many pro- too many prophecies right. about them. Right. So they can't have become irrelevant because the prophecies need to come true. Well, the the left also has not uh, put up the next right uh, boogeyman, the next sacrifice. Well, you know, you know uh, 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 what Pelosi's back, so they can they can they can. St- Crucify yeah. her a little bit, and that o- Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, she's a she's a hot hot ticket. Yeah, it's all yet to be seen exactly yeah. what they can do with them. Right, as, uh, as they're, they're not as good. It's not as good. Uh, we 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 need someone to run for president who is just gonna be a real lightning rod. Who's gonna ruin the whole world? Yeah, the way the way they do. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, uh, we had some folks write into us. Uh, and I'm going to read what they wrote now. Please do. That's the thing that we do on this show. That's how it works. In episode, this is from Michael. Mm -hmm. Uh, in episode 370, you guys were talking about all the books, uh, they were using to swear people in, uh, for the, for the new congressional session. You remember that? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He, Michael says, couldn't they have just gotten an iPad? And then loaded it up with whatever ridiculous book people want to swear I on. I love that. Do you think people would object to that? <laughs> Kindle like to version. See, right. <laughs> I'd like to see someone swear on a digital Bible just to see <laughs> the ridiculous outrage from the fundamentalists. I love the I, I want a Wonder uh, Bible. Uh, you, have you seen the Wonder Bible? No. It's a, little, it's a little thing that they've been marketing to old people, which is basically it's an audio Bible. It's a device. That is an audio Bible. Mm-hmm. These people have never heard, apparently, of, you know, 
an iPod or right, right. They probably have a device that could do it already. They just but it's know. the Wonder Bible, and it's right. a little. It's like a little plastic uh, thing. It's like a speak and spell. Only for your Bible. <laughs> it's like, it has a little mechanical voice. <laughs> I don't know what the voice is. I want it. Anyway. And it came to pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that exists. But yeah, you could load it. Here's the problem with loading up the iPad and just everybody putting their hand on the iPad is that somebody could secretly load, oh. I don't know, the Satanic Bible onto there. Anything. Yeah. Anything could be on there. Somebody should just say. Dianetics. Yeah, it could all be loaded it up. It could all be loaded on there, and then you're swearing on all of them. Or you just do nothing, and you you say that it's a secret. <laughs> you're right. Like, I'm not telling you what book I swore in on. Right. How dare you? That's my that's my pride. Swore in on 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 an iPad. I just want. I love my iPad. I want to swear in on all the books. So we're gonna go over. I'm gonna swear in on the roof of the Library of Congress. <laughs> I'm gonna put my hand on the top of the roof. On the roof. And then we'll put my other... And then, uh, and then, yeah. Yeah, no, that is funny. I think that, that, that is, that's some good stuff right there. There you go. Uh, this is from AC. Hey guys, I was just listening to episode 370. That's the same episode, but you mentioned, uh, that most folks are excited when a church service is shortened. We were talking about the Mormons. Yeah. Cutting it down from three to two hours. (laughs) Still horrible. Still two hours too long. Uh, I don't doubt that it's true for some. In fact, I know it to be true. But there's another reality for others I wanted to share with you. Late in my teenage years, I found myself dating a Pentecostal man and therefore regularly attending a Pentecostal church. Oh, you poor thing. Typically, uh, there would be one service Sunday morning and another Sunday night. Each would run about three to four hours. What? And because my ex was a leader in the church, we tended to remain at the church between services, too. Oh, my God. That's an entire day gone. And keep in mind, I failed to mention an equally long service on Wednesday nights, a youth group gathering on Tuesdays, and music practice on Thursday, uh, and a variety of special events sometimes going on for hours or even days at a time. I didn't think anybody was worse than the Mormon, the Mormons. Wait, wait, but you just said days. Yeah, days at a time. Yeah, that's what Holy it says. Holy shit! That's what AC says. I, Ugh. That's an uh, yeah. Anyway, that is the worst. I never grew to like these long services. Really shocking. <laughs> I hated them actually. <laughs> But everyone around me loved the time they got to spend in the house of the Lord. Because of that because of that strain, I felt broken somehow, and I became very good at pretending so no one would find out just how broken I was. Huh. Let me tell you something, AC. They were pretending too. Yeah. Everyone was pretending. There was one person who was actually into it, and the rest just knew that they were supposed to put on the show of right. being into it. You weren't the only one. You weren't the odd person out. You were just one of the ones pretending. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Oh, golly. Yeah. That sucks. That's a lot of church. Let me tell you something. That's too, oh, God. One hour at church, plenty. More than enough. Too much still. You'll achieve all of the goals. But you know you what? You can't get it done in a half hour. <laughs> Whatever you needed, you know. Well, you don't. No, no. What you, else do you need to you do? You got to put on a full what? hour show. Let me no, tell you something. No, 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 no. You do. You do a quick little prayer. You sing a song. You eat some uh, bread. 
Yeah, you, I, but here's what I'm saying, is that you do all those things, uh, you, but you need to make it last at least the hour so that when you pass around the collection plate, people feel like they got what they paid for. <laughs> no. Because the whole thing is about mm. that collection mo- moment. Yeah. You got to build it. You got to get it all. Did you see the video? There's a video that went around uh, recently, just the last week or so, of a guy... <laughs> And the caption said, Lord help my brother, my, my cousin. He played the Jeopardy theme during tithes. And it, oh. and it's, he's, I mean, he's doing it lo- in a lovely way. It's like, you know, he's got the, he's, he's clearly a very talented organist. Right. But yeah, he's playing the Jeopardy theme. Oh boy. Gently, quietly as they pass around the collection plate. I thought that was hilarious. Wow. The wow. Lord's waiting people. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Uh, do we have any voicemail or people? We do not. Okay, but we got some folks to thank. We do. We have um, uh, two new patrons on Patreon. Well, I'm going to start us off because oh. we have uh, one new patron on uh, PayPal as well. No way. So thanks so much to Logan, a new a new faithful subscriber. Yeah, uh, on the PayPal. Absolutely. And then you got some folks over there on the Patreon. We do indeed. Uh, we have one new faithful. Listener, Ben. Thank, thank you, ben. you very much. Hurrah. And we have a new venerable listener. Oh. Kathy. Kathy, peace be upon you. So thank you so much to both of you. If you'd like to join these kind folk, just head on over to our website, thankgodimatheist.com. Yeah. And click on the support tab. It'll it'll get you to all the places you need to go. Absolutely. And then, of course, we have our top donor, our Lord and Savior. She reigns supreme. Oh. Jenny. Blessed be she. In the name of the people and the things and the stuff. Amen. Thank you. Dan! Oh, yes? Art. I, I feel alarmed. Art, Dan. Art, Relig- wherefore art, art thou, Dan? Yes. Sometimes uh, art dips into, oftentimes, uh, art can dip into uh, uh, religious themes. Well, here's the thing. For, uh, for many centuries, yeah. all art was basically about religion. Yeah. But, but on the pro side. Oh, yeah, they loved it. Well, it. because it was commissioned by the church. Right. Or wealthy patrons who right. wanted themselves, you know. Who wanted to impress the church so that they, you know, it's all a power game. They'd have a nice little triptych thing made up. Oh, sure. They put their family on one corner of it, (laughs) and then they put some nice little religious-y scene in the middle. There you go. And then somebody else who they kind of like over on the other side, and it was all glorious. Sounds super classy. They were classy. uh, Classy people. These were, you know. Whatever. (laughs) Uh Here's here's what happened though. At some point, the church stopped commissioning art so much, and mm-hmm. also artists wanted to uh, kind of just comment on the world that they saw, mm-hmm. without being tied down to having to be nice mm-hmm. to the religions. Right. Uh, it turns out that the artist's job is all about commenting on the world around them. Yeah. Uh, not just not just describing it. Right. In paint or in right. sculpture or in whatever the medium. Right. But also commenting on it. Yeah, they, they've carved out a really nice little place for themselves. Sure, yeah. As artists. Yeah. 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 We as artists have done this. Yes. We are all, yeah. You and I are artists too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not so much the fine arts. 
Well, I, I would say theater is... I don't know. <laughs> okay. Don't know. Not very fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I know my, my degree was in the college of fine arts too, Dan. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yes, you're a filmmaker. I'm a, I'm a practitioner of theater. Uh-huh. Indeed. Anywho, uh, every now and then somebody gets pissed uh-huh. and that's a delightful moment for me right. personally as an artist. <laughs> it's funny how many clergymen I have played in my acting career. Oh. A oh. number, really? a lot of clergymen. Really? It keeps happening to me. It's going to only happen more, Dan. Well, yes, indeed. Um, but sometimes people get pissed, not at me, obviously, but at the at, no, at artists in general. Right. I mean, who could be pissed at one of Dan Beecher's performances? No. It's, it's impossible. It's, it's too good to be angry. Anyway, uh, recently there have been a couple of things. For instance, there's a, uh, a big kerfuffle in, yeah. uh, in uh, Israel. Where really in Israel? Yes, a kerfuffle has happened in Israel. You wouldn't imagine that it was even <laughs> it's like possible. The land of kerfuffles. It is the land of kerfuffles, and the, one of the most recent ones is about a a sculpture uh, that's in a museum, uh, and this sculpture is titled McJesus. And whatever your brain came up with when you heard the <laughs> words McJesus, that's correct. You well, correctly identified what this sculpture is. Uh, maybe. Because it is a, it's basically a Jesus, it's a crucifix, uh-huh. a giant wooden cross onto which is nailed uh, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> or rather, it's actually, when you look at it, it's very clearly a Jesus sculpture, statue, uh-huh. that has been painted. Been dressed up as. To look as, okay. uh, as Ronald McDonald. Uh, okay, so it's got the big red wig. Yeah, the hair has been painted bright red. The okay. face has been put into clown white with uh, clown makeup on and a red nose and, and a mouth. Uh, and then, you know, the the body has been painted with uh, red and white stripes and a yellow sort of uh, jumpsuit. Sure, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, it sounds beautiful. He's hanging on the wall at the... Uh, as part of a sacred goods exhibit at the Haifa Museum of mm. the Arts in Haifa. So why, like, who's who's upset about this? Because, like, I don't know, it seems pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, okay, so it's making a comment, you know, we could, as art critics, one could say, we're not art critics, but an art critic could say what this is doing is making a comment on consumerism rampant mm-hmm. consumerism and sort of the the lionizing and maybe even the worship the fetishizing of consumerism or the commoditization of religion but it goes both ways yeah. you could say both things yeah. um however uh what what you wouldn't say if you know anything about art right is that this is attacking christianity right right uh but that's how the christians of israel are taking it uh and <laughs> oh, the, no. and so they are livid about it <laughs> there were violent clashes uh, a couple of oh my cops really? got injured by stones being thrown no which seems to be the uh the, the violent what? clash weapon of choice in israel in that part of the world there must There's, be a lot of stones available yeah it's a stony stony land i would have a hard time finding a stone dan if i was angry at something that was going on 
Do you know even where you'd go find a stone? Here in here in Utah? Like, let's say you're, you're like, downtown, and all of a sudden you're pissed off because something just happened. Yeah, I would find stones in someone's landscaping. People put, like, river rock and whatever in their hmm, landscaping. That's what I, I would suppose. Go to. Or go would run out quickly, though. Go up into the mountains or whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, the... It, yeah, it's part of this exhibit. Uh, the minister of something or other... I, I don't know what her title is. Uh, gay, uh, the culture minister, Israel's uh-huh. culture minister, Miri Regev, uh-huh. uh, said she received numerous complaints about a, quote, grave insult to the Christian community's sensibilities. Oh, boy. I, I'm wondering why the McDonald's community isn't rising up. The McDonald's loving community. I know. Uh, anyway, the Christians were saying well, uh, that... So she was going to try and uh, and and turn it over, uh, yeah. or, or get rid of it. No, 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 no. You need to add to it. Have a little grimace right. that you have that's sad at the bottom, like like Mary. Right? You have grimace. The you need a the, full pieta. Yeah, is what the, you need. <laughs> the grimace is holding grimace the dead holding Jesus. Dead Jesus weeping. <laughs> While Mayor McCheese looks on in sorrow. <laughs> and you have little, like, cherub uh, versions of the... Um, the Fry the, Guys? The Fry Guys, yeah. 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 <laughs> Meanwhile, Judas the Hamburglar is off oh. twisting his mustache. <laughs> anyway, uh, the... I'm very happy to report that the museum didn't relent on this. And, uh, and what they did agree to do was put up a sign that said, uh, if you have delicate sensibilities, just be aware there's a... <laughs> Is that how they phrased it? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if you're going to be a titty baby about it, oh, you probably God. shouldn't walk into this room. Oh, good Lord. But I mean, what we wanted to talk about, though, is uh, is this concept of what is or isn't on the table when it comes to art. It's all on the table, Dan. And there's the end of the discussion. <laughs> Great. Why Why is anything off the table? Well, okay. So the question like what, is for you, what's off the table? Well, I don't, I mean, here's, there are, there are genuine questions about like what, if you're making, if you're making a statement mm-hmm. uh, about, you know, if you're making commentary, you know, do you remember years and years ago, there was that, there was a, a, a exhibit in New York and there was one piece where there was a picture of Mary maybe or Jesus and they'd thrown elephant dung at it or something. I don't, I don't know. Okay. The question is, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, I think it should probably all be on the table, but right. when you're, but when you're offending people so much, you know, if you did a, a, an image of Muhammad, right, which is completely against the rules of Islam Right. And, you know, as we all know, Islamic folk, Muslims in general, tend to take that kind of shit lying down. They tend to be very <laughs> passive uh-huh, yeah. about insults. No, uh, they... I don't we know. All, we all have to follow their rules. That's right. I guess that's part of the thing, is that, no, work. we don't have to all follow your right. rules. But we've been coddling religions for so long that they feel totally fine saying you're not allowed to say this about us right. you're not allowed to show this uh, to make a comment about us it offends my <clears throat> religious sensibilities which is a crime in some parts of the world in lots of parts of the world which it is, is insane a, to me it's a crime and you can go to jail which <laughs> is all the more reason in the parts of the world where it's not to do it 
Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I will say this. As, as a, an artist, I would think twice about painting a picture of Muhammad. I know. And putting it up. I know. Because they're violent. Because we could, like, dress you up as Muhammad. This is actually a really good idea. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's dress you up as Muhammad. And parade you around town. Frank. And let's uh, see what happens. Frank will never miss an opportunity to put my <laughs> life on the line for art. And I'll film it. I'll just, I'll have a camera. Right. And we'll just see what happens. Right. And the whole time I'll be pointing at him and being like, he's the artist. I'm just the medium. He's how, the artist. How, what could possibly go wrong? Right. Well, the, the thing is that nothing should go wrong <laughs> because art is supposed to make comment on reality and right. on life. You know, at this moment in time. What you know? That's what you're supposed to be doing as an artist. Yeah. And art, if it offends, great. Then it's started the conversation. Right. Okay. I want to back up just a little bit because how would anybody even know that you were dressed up as Muhammad? There's no pictures of him. Right. You have to just wear a, sign, a sign that, that says, says, "I'm Muhammad." I am Hi, Muhammad. I'm Muhammad. <laughs> yeah. A little little name badge. <laughs> Hello. My I'm, name is Muhammad. I am the Prophet Muhammad. Yes, peace, that one. Peace be upon me. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. It, it, I mean, I get it. It's like, yes, you're you're offended because this is something sacred to you. Right. And we're not treating it in a sacred way. Right. But, but it's not sacred to us. You can't require me to, to take it as sacred, the thing that you think is sacred. But isn't that what we've kind of carved out as a society? Is that we, we in order to... Uh, I mean, that's, that's like the PC rules are that we, we don't. Right. right. And I'm not saying that we're necessarily PC, but like in polite company, these, this is how you communicate. And here's right? the thing. And not, and, and not communicate. And here's the thing. thing. I actually agree with that. I think that in an interpersonal relationship, mm-hmm. in a, in a, uh, in a world outside of the context of something like art, mm-hmm. we should honor people's what you know what people deem as sacred or or what what people think is important to them to to the degree that we can. Right. So I, art should not be PC. Art should is, not. Art is the opposite of that, and that's PC. that's the point. Is right. that like yes, an individual should avoid being a dick, mm-hmm. but in art. Art's supposed to be a dick sometimes, mm. and there's supposed to be a difference between between how be space for it. how we yeah. conduct ourselves in uh, in a society and and the artistic space. So what we need is for everybody just to get on board with that, yeah, and not be dicks when we're dicks. <laughs> I don't think that's how we're supposed. To, that's not how I would word this. <laughs> the way that I would word it is. In order to carve out that space for artists to uh-huh. make that comment and for commentators, you know, for, for, for people like, you know, uh, uh, Christopher Hitchens or whatever, for, the, for, for social commentary to have an impact, mm-hmm. we should have a social contract in place where everybody says, okay, to each other in society, we're going to treat each other really well. Right. And then there was a space where we're going to say, but also we need to talk about this stuff. Right. There are but, spaces carved out right. where where people can be, uh, where, where criticism is valid. But and it's so not- somebody gets, says, gets up and part of their big public commentary, they say something outrageous and awful. And then as a society, we shout them down. 
as a society, we say, you know what? You have gone too far. And, and that's we what... will no longer watch your stuff. Yeah. And Netflix, cancel it. Take it down. Take whatever that is. Get it off. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, we don't have to say that. We can just say we but can. That's just, where we're at. We can just not watch it. Right. But that is where we are. Right. Like, yeah. Like after Louis C.K.'s stuff came out. Right. FX took his show off. Right. Right. And I'm actually I'm okay with that too. Like we as a society have to have boundaries. Right. Um, but it's uh, you know it, the artists are the ones who push us to determine what those boundaries are. Yeah. No. That that is true. And I I, I mean what. Louis C.K. did was obviously not in the context of his art. Right. He was taken down because of something that he, because of breaking the social rules, right. the right. So, the rules of the social boundaries, right. not because of what his art did. So what about an example of somebody who's, oh, Kathy Griffin. Ah, uh, right. She was, she, she was, holds up the, the head, a uh, decapitated head of, of Donald Trump. Right. And she gets, she no longer gets to host New Year's Eve with, uh, on CNN, which is, well, yeah, there you go. I, you know, in the, in that case, I think there, it's not that there can't be consequences for artists. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But we have to allow artists to be able to do whatever they're going to do. Now, I don't think Kathy Lee sh or Kathy Lee, Kathy. I would love it if Kathy Lee Gifford had. Wouldn't that have one. been amazing? She just like is like on there, just drunk as a skunk. On, <laughs> no, on the Today Show. Kathy Griffin is that who we're talking about? Yes, she. Or like, is it Griffith? I don't know. I don't know. I have a hard time with her last name. Anywho, holding up an image, you know, tweeting an image of yourself uh -huh. holding up the decapitated head of the leader of the country should be fine. She shouldn't have received. Yeah. Pro like, honestly, there shouldn't be any consequence to that. Well, CNN should have just been like, I was on her own time. Yeah. And she's, and she's making a social air. commentary. She's not, you know what I mean? Like she's not, she didn't assault anyone. She did, she did this as an artist. And yeah. I think that should have been well within her. There shouldn't have been any social consequences for that. Right. Cause that we should all appreciate when someone goes against our leaders. That's a thing that you're supposed to do. Anywho, I don't know. Maybe her crime was that she did it prematurely. She should have waited until he had actually done a thing. Yeah. Before she did that. I that, think now it'd probably fly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, maybe not her holding up the decapitated head. Maybe, you know, she should just keep doing it. That's, yeah. that's just until it wears it out. Yeah, that's true. You know? She should. That's a true commentary on she Trump. Should, she should walk around right. with that head in her hand right. as she goes to like the salon in LA or whatever. People would just be like, come on, Kathy. Come on. This is getting old. No, it's Donald. He's, right. It's just my thing. No, but that, but so to, to do something that's offensive with the Donald. Right. Until the point that it no longer has any meaning. Right. Would be a wonderful commentary. True. On the Donald. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, hey, look, we are not the final arbiters on what is, a, what isn't, isn't acceptable in art. No. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, if, if y'all have any, any input? As to what you think art, what part art plays. Yeah. And maybe you think you should be allowed to say anything you want in polite society. You're wrong, but maybe you think so. 
Write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA members only lounge request to join. It is a closed group that keeps your identity private, and that's what makes it great. Yeah, uh, and speaking of Facebook, uh, thanks so much to Mackenzie for keeping that Facebook page going. She's amazing. And thanks also to Danny and Sarah for being mods on the on the Members Only Lounge. And the big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music, and also to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Yes, indeed. Uh, thanks again to our patrons, and uh, thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.